you're rocking the, the jet green right now. Adam Sandler. Right. Number one, you were Rich Eisen. The second movie, I see Brad Hirschberg <laughs> being your father. Dennis Miller. The autumn wind is caused by global warming. <laughs> Uh, a legend in the booth, Jim Brockmeyer. I do love watching Tebow play. I mm-hmm. gotta say, he just he combines all the fiery leadership of Ray Lewis with the uh, with the throwing ability of Ray Lewis. <laughs> and uh... I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen podcast. Hey guys, podcast producer Chris Law here, and after a great 2011 season, our show's on break this week, but we thought it'd be a good time to take a look back at how much fun we had here on the Rich Eisen Podcast for the 2011 season. So we hope you enjoy this best of edition with some of our favorite interviews of Rich, with stars from the gridiron to the silver screen, and of course, legend of the booth, Jim Brockmeyer. We'll be back next week with an all-new show, but in the meantime, enjoy. It's been uh, six years now since you've had confetti. How much is that? in your thought process, again, as you get started for a season of football? The thing I realize now uh, that I probably didn't realize back then was how hard it is to actually do. There's a lot that goes into to winning the Super Bowl. When you finish that last game of the year, whether it's a regular season game that people don't make the playoffs or a playoff team that loses, you're, it, it sticks with you until the next season because you want that feeling to go away. You want to win the last game of the season. Suggs knocked it out. Forces the ball loose, and the Ravens have recovered. I'm now rubbing my, my head saying, uh, your head. yeah, I'm doing that. Now what? Now I'm just say, hey, Sizzle need the ball out. Hey, Sizzle need the ball oh, out. Yeah, I got to get some stats. Sizzle got to get some stats. There you okay, go. there you go. You're going to get some you're going to get some stats now. I didn't have to do that for Brady. It just happened, but uh, I'll do that just for you. How often uh, does the opponent fake an injury against you, trying to slow down your offense? Today was the first day I heard about about that, the accusations of, of some of the, I think it was the Giants players. I haven't seen any of the injury faking or anything in any game I've ever been a part of. It's amazing, amazing to watch him choke like that. <laughs> it's so hilarious to watch him throw pick sixes, too, back-to-back. I don't like getting the bad name that I did for what was insinuated that I called someone a choker. Yeah, I absolutely didn't want to say that, and that's not who I consider him as a player. That being said, I'm sure the Cowboys would enjoy us losing, and yes, I'm sure they took great pleasure in watching us lose the week before I said that. Jim Schwartz was very angry about something, and there's some pushing and shoving down there on the field. I don't hate Jim Barbaugh, but he was being a bit of a, a jerk there, and Schwartzy was going to light him up. But uh, I dug the whole thing, and I guarantee you the players are howling about it. The fact that they didn't drop fines on these guys tells you that Goodell said, listen, no harm, no foul. Hello, friends. Jim Nance here. How did that come about? It really was a tribute to my father. My mm-hmm. father was deep in the throes of Alzheimer's, and he only had friends in his life. And... I told him and told him and told him all week long I was going to talk to him on the air, and my code to him was going to be, hello, friends. Tebow's going to be into the end zone, and we are tied at 15. Kick on the way, Crater with plenty of leg, and it is good! This kid comes across at a time where people are tired of reality TV schmucks in their face. (laughs) This kid comes across as legitimately wholesome without being preachy about it, and he's genuine. Strip sack with three seconds left. Puts the cap on it for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're seeing the dawn this year and maybe late last year of a new era in Steeler history, and that era is that they play ball control through the air. 
they did it by throwing the ball 50 times. 50 times. The, so Tom Brady is his best defense, keeping that off that defense off the field. Right. And now that teams are figuring out how to get Tom Brady off the field and putting more pressure on that defense, being able to play great situational football and stop people isn't happening. Rarely do you ever think that your head coach is just all of a sudden going to be injured yeah. and unavailable throughout the course of a game. For my five years here thus far, I'm used to looking over at the sideline, reading his body language, and you know, there's things that we've talked about throughout the entire week that are just you know, the communication. The 49ers deliver a gut shot to the New York Giants. You were in San Francisco last week, Giants and San Francisco. Where do those teams rank? Well, I've seen Green Bay. We had them pretty much right out of the gate. Green Bay is the best team in the NFL right now. But I was really impressed with San Francisco and Alex Smith and that defense and Jim Harbaugh. They have a lot of things going for them right now. And I think at home they made a statement. All of those talks about 16-0 and in the playoffs is, is fine, but we are focused on playing this week and getting to 12-0. and You know, our number one goal has and will always be to win the Super Bowl. If you're going to incur a penalty or run the risk of incurring a penalty, you've completely crossed the line. You're a complete knucklehead. You're hurting your team and putting yourself ahead of your team. Now stiff arms a Viking to the ground and throws on the run. Pass to a wide open Demarius Thomas. Inside the 20. Inside the 5. Touchdown Denver. Wow. You just shake your head because it's a phenomenon unlike anything I've ever seen. It's so much fun to watch. John Fox is doing a remarkable job. Three things he loves in a quarterback. A guy who's smart, a leader of men, and all the other stuff. So, I mean, throwing yes. the football is <laughs> yeah. all the other stuff. Eli Manning is doing the impossible again. They win the game, so now they control their path to the playoffs. Had they lost that game, that would have been five losses in a row. There would have been all kinds of speculation about what kind of changes needed to be made or would be made. So that's all gone. New England's got to outscore people, like the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> if you kind of get a hiccup at the wrong time, my question for either one of those teams, is your defense good enough to carry you on a day where your offense has an off day? We're going to make sure that everybody's relaxed and knows that, you know what, you can throw away all the regular season. Like I said before, it's the start of a new season, the postseason, and, and we got to go out there and we got as good a shot as anybody else. We're that confident that we can go out there and, and get the job done and hopefully take this thing as far as we can, and that means the Super Bowl. Tim Tebow sets, throws. Demarius Thomas, here we go. Touchdown, Denver is over. The crowd has lost their mind. After being in the playoffs and winning a game, people are starting to kind of, you know, give us a little credit. And I can only imagine what he goes through, but he's a fighter. And one thing about him, he never stops believing in himself. The ball is at the 14-yard line of New Orleans. Alex Smith with the play of his life. If Alex Smith can put together a little run, if he can back up that performance with another one against the New York Giants, I think you have to sort of call it his Eli Manning moment of 2007. I do think that Baltimore is going to play an entirely different game. I thought they were very conservative. I just don't think the, the old formula is going to beat the uh, New England Patriots. 31 seconds left in the AFC Championship. Flacco from the gun. Fires end zone. Caught! Oh, Touchdown! No! He dropped it! Kick is... He hooked it! No good! No good! Billy Cundiff didn't go out there saying, I'm going to mess this right. game up. <laughs> right. You know, the guy from the 49ers didn't say, I'm going out there to muff this punt. Wins and loss, fans are diehards, but somebody else is going to feel the same way how we feel, the 49ers felt, 
in the Super Bowl. Steins has kicked the Giants to the second Super Bowl in four years. And the New England Patriots are going to their seventh Super Bowl. It's amazing you're going against the same team, even oh. though it's not the perfect team, right. but it's the same team. How bad do you think Belichick want to beat the Giants? You're back. Right. You're back in this game. Where did this come from? with the Giants this year? When true adversity strikes, like when our backs are, are really against the wall, you know, we come out fighting and, and, you know, we fight to the very, very end and we've always come out successful. What do you think needs to happen for you to beat the Giants? Get open and catch the ball. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's just that you know, simple, it's, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much it and, and run with it and, and do what I need to do to make our offense go. Brady goes to the left with it. It is cold dropped. Welker could not hang on. I said, if they complete that pass, the Patriots win the Super Bowl. We just saw some things with the Patriots there late that I'm not accustomed to seeing from that team in years past. This is the drive. Deep ball down the left sideline. Yes, Manningham on the sideline. And the Giants have won Super Bowl 46. So how was the parade? It was fun. It was real fun, man. It's exciting. Just seeing all them people just rooting for you and, and knowing what your goal was. Just coming back and, and seeing people appreciate what you've done. Coming up next, the best of our celebrity guests. You're never going to get this interview. It's not going to happen. Serious? Yeah, it's not going to happen. Are you serious? Oh, so, you wonder if she's going to know who you are? Yeah. Not I a mean, chance. No. <laughs> not a chance, bitch. I apologize. For what? What do you apologize for? For fumbling the ball, couldn't get in the end zone. On the you. half yard line. I was like, I can't believe I didn't get in to do my man's dance. Maurice Jones-Drew being the man of his word. He scored a touchdown on Monday Night Football as he promised the Rich Eisen podcast dance putting on the Beats by Dre in the end zone. I took my nephew to a game in Miami. We went down to the sideline before the game and I didn't think there was any chance that we were going to get to see Tom before the game because he's just he's locking in at that point. But he came running over right before the kickoff. And he leaned down and looked at him and he said, are you going to be rooting for me today, Troy? And Troy couldn't even, he just nodded. Tom looked at him and goes, we're going to kill these guys. (laughs) And he said it like like a kid, like he absolutely meant that. I was highly, highly offended Uh when Warren Sapp thought he could outrun me. I'm not sure of anything in life, but I bet anything in the world that Warren cannot outrun me. Anytime, any place, I'll be there. Really? Warren Sapp is a big, fat defensive lineman. He cannot run, outrun me. I guarantee that. And it's anytime, anywhere. Where we could? Is it forty yards? Any distance? I mean, what? what? First of all, he too fat to run long distance, so it's got to be a sprint. <laughs> when I was in high school on the Jersey Shore. We played schools in the Catholic School League with names like Our Lady Queen of Peace. Don't believe it, by the way. (laughs) These are just killers, trained killers. They're not queens of peace at all. I walk with a pronounced limp to this day. I've had three operations. I get regular aspirations, injections. There are days in this building in New York when I limp like a pirate, and most of the summer interns just look at me like, where's the eye patch, dude? What's going on? You decided to roast Charlie Sheen, dressed full, head to toe, as Muammar Gaddafi. Yeah. (laughs) It was a struggle. I thought about it, and I backed out twice, and then finally, two days before, I had to pull the trigger, uh, pun intended, uh, because I wanted to look exactly like Gaddafi at the height of his military uh, craziness. My brother... 
Stephen yeah. knew of a charity football game that they played down there in Dallas for some youth group or something that Staubach had with Danny White. I wind up on the phone with Staubach's office and with his assistant, and the woman was as nice as could be, and she said, well, Mr. Baldwin, uh, the only problem is this is kind of a local charity, and uh, we don't fly people here. We don't put people up in hotels and such. We don't have the budget for that. I said, lady, I'll fly myself down there, <laughs> and I'll put myself in a hotel, and I'll write your charity a check for $50,000 and Starback throws me one pass. <laughs> and she said, do you really mean that? Are you being serious? I said, lady, you don't get it. Right after I'm done here, mm -hmm. I'm going to have lunch with Larry to basically, I'm not going to say it's training camp, but it may be a mini camp, a curb OTA. Uh, in an hour. To talk about season nine. To talk about talking about season nine. It's a, is that a ploy to place any pressure on Larry? He is not susceptible to any pressure. No outside pressure. There's too much internal pressure. It's like you can't, <laughs> you can't crush a can that's about to explode. I don't even know the title of my next one, but I know Rex is in it. <laughs> he is in it. Yeah. And, and what, is, what role does he play? He's my it? lawyer. A mammoth Patriot fan, also in the movie. Do you make Rex Ryan a Patriot <laughs> right. fan? Yes. You're in this next one. Then you then do a voiceover. I do a voiceover. You, you don't play really yourself. I mean, people might know. That's fine, but that's fine, Adam. Right. I'll take whatever. Whatever. But that's comes a start where you start. Way. Number one, you were Rich Eisen. The second will be I see Brad Hirschberg <laughs> being your partner. <laughs> you are here uh, in Los Angeles, getting ready for your Emmy night. Yes. And you're watching the Ravens on your iPad? Is that what I was you, watching that how, it on again, the, the Sunday hard, ticket on, on the iPad. Were you cursing? Were you? I mean, uh, cursing you... is maybe an understatement. I almost smashed it about three or four times. Uh, I tend to get very emotional when I watch football. Never been to a Super Bowl, and I never wanted to go, but I would love to have that experience with my boys. Indianapolis destination for a Wahlberg family outing is what you're saying. Tom had sent me a picture of him and Vince Wilfork in the locker room the other day when I was at home. It just so happened I was sitting at my desk where I have a Patriots helmet. So I sent the, the, the picture back with me holding the helmet. And he was talking about getting together. I goes, go get that ring first. And he goes, no problem. So I'm, I'm feeling confident. Dion was um, a little bit nerdy. And then as his playing and sort of I think maybe he had an epiphany about kind of creating this persona. He had sort of like a, a little limp swagger going. And I remember when he was going in the draft, he said, listen, there's some guys that are way badder than me, mm -hmm. like m bad men, talented. Yeah. And he goes, I will go higher in the draft and for more money because I've give, I give people what they want. Madonna's a different ball of wax here now. Do I? Okay, let's do, be honest. How do I First of all, you're never going to get this interview. It's not going to happen. serious? Yeah, it's not going to happen. Are you serious? I don't think you will. I'll be surprised. She famously doesn't do anything. Really? I mean, Madonna, I don't know how much NFL Network or VH1 she right. watches or anything like I that. I don't know either. Okay. Oh, so, you wonder if she's going to know who you are? Yeah. Not I a mean, chance. Not, <laughs> not a chance, Rich. <laughs> Let's say yeah. it happens. If, right? Right, because you got to. Right, know. right, right. How do I handle this interview? If I Just if be yourself. You're good at what you do. Talk music. Let her promote. Don't look her in the eye, Rich. You Don't eyeball ever, really? her. You are done. <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't, don't even look. Don't even look. Still to come on the Rich Eisen Podcast, the best of Jim Brackbeyer. You watching this thing? Because if you are, you see me crossing the street, you better go the other way, pal, because I will fish hook that smug look right off of your face. Your legendary career, sadly, coming to uh, a screeching halt a few years ago, and the funnier die video about your life helped really put you back on the map. I just have to ask you the question right off the bat about your ex-wife, 
which is what really sent you into a tizzy on the air a few years ago. Is everything all right? Those dark days are, uh, are in my past. I am very sorry to my ex-wife. I apologize, Lucy, for all the names that I called you publicly. Only, only about 95% of those were, were accurate. I don't know where I got some of that stuff. I called her a bourbon street strumpet, which is just ridiculous because she's never even been in New Orleans. Let's see if the Steelers run that special deflection play to Franco Harris they've been working on in practice all week. Bradshaw drops back, he throws, the ball bounces, and it works to perfection. Oh, and Harris, Bubba, Bubba, Benny, and the Jets himself down the sideline for the score. I had no idea you saw the immaculate reception play in practice? I saw practice that week. They were trying to work that out. They had Bradshaw throwing throwing that ball mm-hmm. at everything, like at benches, at seats, at uh, passing uh, dogs that were passing, at lockers. Let's see how the bounce would go. They had uh, planned for almost every possible trajectory contingency, and it paid off for them. All right, here's Sam Bradford throwing a Cadillac Williams, who doesn't seem to realize it's a backward pass. That is a live football. And the Giants' Michael Bowley picks it up and returns it for the touchdown. Then watch this. He tries to fire it into a wall, but into Marsha Brady's face gets in the way. You know, in my day, an intern had to know how to duck. Otherwise, Cosell would nail him right in the kisser with a tumbler full of Canadian whiskey. I do love watching Tebow play. I mm-hmm. gotta say, he just he combines all oh, the fiery leadership of Ray Lewis with the uh, with the throwing ability of Ray Lewis. <laughs> and um, he is a good kid, though. He he's right. got he does have uh, uh, everything uh, you want in a franchise quarterback, mm-hmm. except for accuracy, of course, and uh, and footwork. And uh, I guess ball security, too. He doesn't have that. Right. And also the ability to uh, read an NFL defense uh, or just to take a snap under center. He's got none of that. But other than that, he's you know what? He, he's, a, he's a nice kid and a good-looking kid. Right. Here's another kickoff. Mark Mariani of the Titans attempts the return. But look who makes the tackle. Texans kicker Neil Rackers. And then Rackers celebrates like he single-handedly won World War II or something. I tell you what. Only a kicker would throw himself a sideline party for making a tackle. I mean, you're a football player, sir. That is your job. You don't hear me celebrating the sound of my own amazing voice, do you? It makes me sick. Can I just say it? I'm choking on my own bile, Rich Eyes, and I hate kickers. Careful. No, I can't stand them. I hate, I hate anybody who kicks anything. I hate soccer players, anybody. Francis the Mule, uh, anyone who kicked a habit. I hate kickers. I think they should be drummed out of the human race. I had an altercation, a bit of a... Bit of a tiff with Brent Musburger about 15 years ago. I still want to kill the guy. I, you think he watches this show? You think so? Oh, I'm sure. Brent, hey, Brett, where was my camera? Right here? there. Hey, right Musburger, there. you watching this thing? Because if you are, you see me crossing the street. You better go the other way, pal, because I will fish hook that smug look right off of your face. Wow. And how long does this go back? Musburger and I got an argument over the proper pronunciation of uh, the legendary first baseman Kent Herbeck. <laughs> Okay? How to pronounce his name. How do you pronounce? The, the, it's Kent the, the, the... Ryan Fitzpatrick tosses a touchdown to David Nelson, who then jogs over and gives the ball to his cowboy cheerleader girlfriend. Hey, David, here's some free advice. Don't volunteer to give them your b****s, okay? My ex-wife still has mine, and it's the reason I scream into a pillow every night before I go to bed. And did you know that it's almost impossible to get tear stains out of Egyptian cotton? If you're winning ugly, you cannot stop winning, Rich Eisen, because then you're just ugly. You know, it's like that actor uh, Steve uh, Buscemi. You know, he's a wonderful actor, a big star, got his own lovely uh, TV series on HBO. But if he did not have success as an actor, he would just be weird, snaggletooth Steve, the the really too intense guy at the that you see at the office. You got a monkey riding a dog while being chased by a goat. Now, normally. 
I have to go to one of those small Matt Damon-owned zoos to watch three animals get demeaned at the same time, but instead I get it during this very cost-effective Denver Broncos halftime show. Hey, maybe next season they can have a tuxedo orangutan smoking a cigar or something at the coin flip and just, you know, go full redneck circus on us. Where'd you watch the game? We rented a, uh, a baseball stadium. You know, I love baseball. Yes, I do know that. Time. On the Jumbotron, no. we watched it. And what a group of people. We had Eddie Mecca from Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> Yeah. Lola Falana was there. She was my date for the evening. Do you know that I broke up with Joey Heatherton to be with Lola Falana? No, I had no idea. That's Jim. what happened. Wow, those are the days. That was last Tuesday. <laughs> what do you mean those are the days? All right, I'm excited for this one, Rich Eyes. And here is Billy Cundiff as he sets up a 32-yard field goal to send the AFC Championship game to overtime. Okay, center of the field could not be easier, right? Oh, no, 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 no. Mama, bake a pie and give it to Grandpa because Cundiff gagged and pushed it wide left. I was ecstatic, all right? I had to consult my doctor because Cundiff's missed kick gave me an <laughs> that lasted more than four hours. I'm going to say something to you if I could. Yeah, in sure. all seriousness, yeah. I've only ever said to Vern Denherter, Preston Denard, and Herbie Villachev. <laughs> yes, let's that? kiss. Can no, no, kiss? no. Coming up next on the best of the Rich Eisen podcasts. Jeffrey Ross, the roast master, like literally rips me apart. For and all I, your swag, right? Yeah, and I have nothing to say. Fun looking back at the season through the podcast. Of course, we've got a whole offseason to take you through. My two Chris's, Brockman and Law, Brockman TV. Law Audio, Mike Del Tufo, the mix master himself, wearing all of his fresh swag from the Super Bowl. Brock, what was your favorite? You know, I really liked uh, when Dennis Haysbert came in, a big 24 guy. The president. Ma- major, president, Palmer. president Palmer. Pedro Serrano. And a uh, big right. major league guy growing up. Gabby Reese was fantastic. She, couldn't, she was fun. She couldn't have been nicer. And, of course, you know, got to give a love to my guy, Matt Damon. That was fun. What about you, Law? What about uh, you? A lot of great moments. I'd have to say having the Sandman in studio. He uh, he hung out with us in the green room for a while. Great guy. He was great. Also, the, the Curb guys were definitely a favorite. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to top that. Larry gets out of his Prius. He's got the same shoes on he has in the show. It was... <laughs> and he came walking in. Like, you want to get some makeup, Larry? Nope. No. <laughs> Let's just do it. Doesn't get any better than that. It was great. Yep. It was great. And then when we were done with the taping, uh, you go back in the makeup room, and there's Funkhauser and J.B. Smoove and... And J.B. Smooth's giving it to Funkhauser. It was that great. That was great. It was like an episode. <laughs> it, was, it was like a real episode. Yep. What about you, Mike Del Tufo? Uh, was, I love the Curb guys, but I, when Jeffrey Ross, the roast master, like literally rips me apart. For all I, your swag, right? Yeah. And I have nothing to say. I'm like, okay, I, I just got roasted. You got roasted by Jeffrey Ross, too. It, exactly. It's no, it it's like, no schmo. Oh, it was great. What was your favorite moment, Rich? Do you have a favorite? Uh, I mean, it's tough to beat the Curb guys. Uh, Corolla, how he wants to make the uprights of field goal uh, uprights taller. And, and came up with the idea of maybe putting one right in the middle for a five-pointer. The Adam pole. The Adam pole. <laughs> and our idea was like to have him kick it, but he comes in and, and he blows up that idea because he says his knee needs surgery. Torn meniscus right? or something. So I kick it. I hit him in the ass right. warming up. Right. And then when we do it for real. You do it again. I did it right there again. And he thought, well, that's that's too much of a coincidence. <laughs> that was a classic. You guys are the best. Couldn't have without you guys. And, Thanks, and, Rich. And, of course, everybody else on the desk across the way helping book this show. Yeah, Drew Olmeyer, Marcus Smith, and Rose. Rose, all, all those. Everybody. We didn't mention you. You're in our hearts. We've got a whole off season to come. Stay listening, friends. 